are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Many times people say, well, what about Paul? Paul, you see, had a thorn in the flesh, and God wouldn't heal him. Now, there's some of you, no doubt, and many, many thousands, even millions of Christians that are held in bondage because of that one thought right there, that Paul had a thorn in the flesh, and God wouldn't heal Paul. At least that's what they say, that God wouldn't heal Paul. But see, we're going to talk about that. And I want you to open your Bible with me to the... 12th chapter of 2 Corinthians. Now I'm going to read again from verse 9 and we're going to go down another scripture or two here. He said unto me, this is what Jesus said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly therefore will I rather glory in mine infirmity. Now he's going to glory in his weakness. Remember now this is not sickness but weakness. His inability to control the situation, the riots and the things that happened where he preached. He said, I'll glory in the fact that I can't do it, so the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, if Paul had said, well, I don't need any help, I can do this job all by myself, well, you know, the anointing of God wouldn't have come on him. He'd just been out there in the flesh, fighting a fleshly battle. But Paul was the one that wrote to us and said, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now notice here that Paul says, verse 10, Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Now let's look at it from a little different angle here. Paul says, when I am weak, then am I strong. Now let's say that it was sickness that Paul was talking about and read this in the light of that kind of thinking and see if it makes any sense. And let's put the word sickness here instead of infirmity, which that's really not what it means. The word infirmity means weakness, but let's insert the word sickness and see how it turns out. If it read that way, it would say, Therefore I take pleasure in being sick, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, distress for Christ's sake, for when I am sick, then am I well. (laughs) Now, you know, that don't make any sense at all, does it? If he's saying, now, when I'm the sickest, that's when I feel the best. Well, now, you know, a fellow that feels that way is elevator, don't go all the way to the top. There's something wrong. But, of course, we know from studying the Scripture that this is not talking about sickness here. It means weakness. So Paul is saying that I will glory in the fact that I can't control the situation. And I have to depend on God. I have to depend on the anointing of God. Now, see, that's where you're going to have to buckle down to it. You know, if you're in Bible school, in an atmosphere where there's great faith and cooperate faith, and people are believing the same thing, thinking the same way, you have a cooperate anointing there that's helping you. But when you get out here in everyday life and you begin to face the everyday situations, then you're going to have to learn to depend on the anointing of God and God's ability. There's not always going to be somebody around there to help you. 
There's not going to always be a multitude of people around you like you're surrounded with now to believe the same way you believe. You may be the only one believing the way you believe. So you're going to have to do like Paul did and say, I'll glory in the fact that I can't handle this myself. But you see, thank God we're not in ourselves. We're in Christ. And Paul understood that. He understood the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. See, that flowed through him when he was waiting on God for the situation, not trying to take the thing into his own hands. You see, we make a mistake. Every time we get in the flesh and try to come down on someone for something they did against us or to cause problems and situations, because, you see, we're fighting a fleshly battle there. And it's the spirit that's driving that individual that made them do it. It's not that individual. They're not the problem. It's the spirit that's driving them. It's the enemy that's driving them to do that. So the weapons of our warfare, Paul said, are not carnal. But they're mighty through God. In other words, we can't handle it ourselves. So we glory in the fact that we can't do it so that God's anointing will come upon us to do it. And when God's anointing comes, then it's well able, see, because God said, my grace is sufficient. Jesus told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Oh, yeah, God is willing, all right. But you see, unless we cooperate with God, and unless we act on what we know, then it's probably not going to affect anything just because we know it. You know, you could go into a room, uh, any building at night and know where the light switch was and just stand there and hope to God the lights would come on. But unless you act on what you know, you'll probably sit there all night in the dark because you have to act on what you know. So this is what Paul is saying here. I'll glory in the fact that I can't do it. So the anointing of God will come upon me. The power of God will come on me. Then I can do something about it when that anointing comes. You remember Paul in another place said, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, not strong in yourself, not strong in your own fleshly impulses, but strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, he says, Therefore I take pleasure in weaknesses, in reproaches, necessities, persecution, distress for Christ's sake, for when I am weak, then am I strong. In other words, it's powerful that way. And I'll tell you, we're going to have some problems in life. And many of you have had the messenger of Satan sent against you. Now, I mentioned this in one of the other sessions, and I want to talk about it right here. Because Paul is not the only one that ever had a thorn in the flesh. This is related to us in the Bible for an example to us, for us to learn from it. Now, your thorn in the flesh may not be exactly the way Paul was. And you can see from what we've already said here that if you believe that Paul's thorn in the flesh was sickness and disease and you're sick, then you're going to believe, well, if God wouldn't heal Paul, then he probably won't heal me because I guess this is my thorn in the flesh. So you see, it helps you when you find out that the thorn in the flesh was not sickness, was not disease. And you know, if you could find one single place in the whole Bible where Jesus said, no, I won't heal you because it's not God's will for you to be healed. If you could ever find one place in the New Testament where Jesus said that, then you see, we'd have to say that, well, maybe it's not God's will to always heal. But never, never do we find that 
in Jesus' ministry. He came to loosen, dissolve, and undo the works the devil had done, to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, you see. This is what Jesus came to do. Now, concerning this thorn in the flesh, several years ago, I had a personal experience that I'd like to relate to you because I think that it'll relate to some of you, what some of you are going through right now. I was farming at the time. I was teaching. The Lord had called me into a teaching ministry, but I was still farming and teaching. And we began to have problems with air conditioners. First, we had air conditioner in my tractor to go out, and I think we had something like four air conditioners in tractors to go out. Just one or two days apart, they just everyone started going out. The air conditioning in my truck went out. Air conditioning in my car went out. Then we went off to a meeting somewhere, and we got in a hotel room, and the air conditioner wouldn't work. And we got all upset about it, you know, and we got to change rooms. And if you're not careful, you'll get in strife. It's easy to get in strife sometimes. Then we went to another meeting, and people picked us up at the airport to take us to the meeting. And would you know, the air conditioner went out in their car. And we got all sweaty getting there to the meeting in that car that didn't have air conditioning. And not only did the air conditioning go out, finally the car quit. And we had to catch a taxi. Now, see, these are things that Satan sends against you as a minister, as a believer, to buffet you and to cause you problems. Now, you need to understand this, because that is not the will of God for you to always be in troubles and problems and tests and trials. These things are sent against you to destroy you, to get you in strife. Now, we went through that not knowing and not understanding what I understand now. Oh, I wish to God I could have heard the message I'm teaching you a long time ago because it saved me a lot of problems. That's the reason I'm sharing this with you. Now, we came from that meeting, went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, to the camp meeting, checked in a hotel room. And when we got in the hotel room, got our bags all unpacked, you know, the air conditioner was gone out. It wouldn't work. They had to move us to another room. So while they're moving us to another room, we decide, well, we'll go out and eat. So we get in the car and we drive across town to a restaurant. And while we're in the restaurant, the air conditioner went out. And I'm sitting there saying, I can't believe this. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing it. I know it's happening. But this is hard to believe that all of these coincidences are happening. Now, by that time, we've done numbered up about 12 or 15 different incidents where air conditioning has gone out. I mean, just right down the line. And it finally dawned on me. And I looked over at my wife and I said, this is satanic. This is an angel of the devil dispatched to stir up trouble, to cause us problems and get us in strife everywhere we go. And we're going to stop this thing just as soon as we get back to the hotel. And when we got back to the hotel... We got the word of God out, and we broke his power, dismissed him from his assignment in the name of Jesus, and stopped it right there. I appreciate so much you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Before I leave the broadcast, let me remind you all of this week that our CD offer will be number 7212. 7212. It's called Paul's Thorn in the Flesh. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling total of $19.
Paul's thorn in the flesh. That's the thorn that has stuck more people than any other thorn in all the world. <laughs> you hear people saying all kinds of things about, well, you, nobody ever knows what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. And you hear them say, well, Paul's thorn in the flesh was sore eyeballs, or he couldn't see good, or, you know, something. And uh, I heard a fellow say one time, well, you know, nobody knows what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. Well, Paul knew it was his thorn. He ought to know what it was. But the problem is that people think that God gave Paul a thorn in the flesh. But, you know, God didn't give Paul revelation of the new birth, then send a messenger of Satan to buffet him everywhere he went so he couldn't preach the revelation that God gave him. Now, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, the scripture says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. He says, There was given me a thorn in the flesh. Well, now, God didn't give him the thorn in the flesh. Paul didn't say God gave it to him, but most people believe that God gave him a thorn in the flesh. He said, the messenger of Satan to buffet me. Paul tells you what it was. It was a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, lest he should be exalted above measure. In other words, it wasn't to humble him. It was to keep him from being exalted with this great revelation so that all the world would receive his revelation. And when people think God gave it to him, they go to thinking all kinds of things that are unscriptural. You need this series, two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. That's offer number 7212. We have a toll-free order line, one 396 9400 Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescapps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.